posted my reaction video to getting accepted and rejected from the schools. And that's kind of when the channel took off at the time. Like, yeah. yeah, it was crazy video. If y'all haven't yeah, watched, watched not yeah. one of the 2.9 million that hasn't watched, definitely watch that. I, I watched it after I already knew what happened and was still crying. I'm going with the flow and thank you, Falaron. All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Go With The Flow. I'm finally back in my groove. The consistency of the episodes is back and I'm very excited. Before I get to my two guests, I have to go through the laundry list of things that I need to need y'all to do to kind of help my show grow. So like, subscribe, follow, retweet, repost, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. The YouTube channel is like, they has great content on there. So if you're listening on Spotify, Apple Music, Maybe at the same time, just put it on YouTube. Give it the views. Give it the likes. Do all that. Do all that fun stuff. But my two guests today are two of my good friends who we've been friends for a few years now. Um, we'll get into how we met and everything. But Addis, Dom, welcome to the show. Hello. Thanks for having us, man. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for having us, Flo. And right before we started recording, you mentioned that this is your first time doing a... well. It's not an interview. Uh, uh, live conversation, conversation, conversation yeah. together <laughs> in front of a exactly. camera that will be posted online. Yes. How, how y'all feel? I'm excited. Yeah, it's like it's in the making. Like we've we've done so many things together that like I'm happy we Why get to this? share this age now. Yes. I was about to say you guys are both very creative people, which we'll get much more into. And as yeah. you were saying, you're much more used to being the one behind the camera yeah. interviewing people and asking the questions. So yeah. it's always nice for you to get the get the flip side of things. Yeah. Get but to share. first thing I want to ask about the most topical thing in the world right now, Barbie and Oppenheimer. <laughs> Have you guys seen either one of the movies? Believe it or not, we haven't seen not either. Yet. And we've tried. And it was crazy. We have like a AMC Stubbs like membership, and like we can see like however many dollars a month we can see any all the movies we want. And we haven't seen it, but we we've, we've been so busy in the past like month, two months. So yeah, we'll and see it, it soon. Good. See <laughs> okay, it. we want to see it in IMAX so seventy that's, millimeter. Yes, that's so uh, okay. I, honestly, I asked just because I saw it and I wanted to talk about it. You want? I can, saw it on you your story. Talk about it a little bit. Um, yeah. So. There's, and this is my favorite fact to say that I've been saying over the last three weeks. Yeah. Christo I saw this one article. It was like, there's 19 movie theaters in the country, 30 in the world, that have the IMAX 70 millimeter. Whoa. What does that mean? I have no idea. All I know <laughs> is that's the way Christopher Nolan says is the optimal viewing experience. <laughs> so like two and a half, three weeks ago, the theaters in like Lincoln Square in Upper West Side I go on the website, everything's basically sold out for the longest time. So I'm just like tapping every day, every every, every day. Thankfully find like a Wednesday, 6.30 p.m. showing. Wow. I was in the front row, but it didn't really detract from it because there's like a big space in between the okay. screen. Yeah. And so although I was in the front row, it didn't really take away from the experience. Mm -hmm. And when I tell you, when that bomb went off, I swore I was in the room. <laughs> 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 Felt it in my you chest. Did you go by yourself? Felt it. What's up? You went by yourself? I did go. I actually love going to movies by Wait, myself. Very like random. I saw Barbie yeah. by myself. Period. Oppenheimer by myself. That's yeah. just one of those oh. things where it's like, it's so hard to try to 
organized schedules and things like that, I'll just go pull up by myself. I like that. And it's funny because with Oppenheimer, one, it's a great movie, Mm -hmm. phenomenal movie. They filmed part of it on our campus my senior year. I was going to say, didn't you see that happening? (laughs) It was just a random day. Everyone just started texting in the group chats like, oh, Christopher Nolan's here. Kelly Murphy's here. Matt Damon's here. I was like, ain't no way. But then you go up to, it was by our library in this other building in East Pond. Sure enough, they were all there. Filming one scene. And we're like, oh my God, we're about to be, we're about to be so heavily featured in the movie. When I tell you they were filming for maybe three hours, a hundred people there, cast crew, all of it. It was maybe 30 seconds of the movie. <laughs> That's how it is. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it is. You know, I was well, not a film major, but an entertainment and media management concentrator. So I took a lot of cinema classes throughout school and know everything about film sets. So whenever we see it. I'm um, here in New York on the street. I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> so I get so excited. So seeing movies was my homework. Like that was literally what I had to do. So there was a point with the AMC subs where we were seeing like seven movies a week because we're just Addis is also a filmmaker in the making. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we both like love like watching films, love watching TV. Um, so it's crazy that we haven't seen it. I got to go see it now yeah, I gotta go because see of what it. you just yeah, said. Sorry. But like watching movies is is one of our favorite pastimes. I was so jealous in school because like I'm cranking out P sets and like Dom's like, yo, I'm watching a TV show for homework. I'm like, yo, what? I was like, can you help me acting the scene? I need to write the script so that I can bring it to class. Definitely help you with your homework. (laughs) And that's a good so good transition into sort of how y'all met, how we all met. So taking it back to the college days. You went to Penn, oh, Penn, sorry, Penn, Columbia. Yes. So I didn't, I should have started with this. Give the people a short background, majors, which you just touched on, where y'all are mm-hmm. from. Just give that quick 30 second background. Kick it off. Okay. Yeah. So my parents are from Jamaica, have a lot of pride for being Jamaican. If that's one thing you know about me, that's what it is. Um, I grew up in upstate New York. I lived in a lot of different states. I've moved around quite a bit. But did most of my upbringing in upstate New York, about 30 minutes from the Canadian border and five hours from the city. So when my mom left Jamaica, she moved to Canada. So um, most of her family are in Canada. I'm actually a dual citizen. So we spent a lot of time in Toronto area and other parts of the country. And then, yeah, went to Penn. While at Penn, was in Wharton. So all Wharton students major in economics. But you could... Um, choose your concentration and there weren't any concentrations I liked so I actually built my own and I was one of the first to do so so I was a like I said entertainment and media management concentrator which was allowed me to balance the cinema interests I had along with the economics management interests I had as well Um, so yeah that's a little bit about my background yeah and I I like to say about Dom like her town has more cows than people. Excuse me. <laughs> it's, yeah. No, it's 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 a it's a it's a crazy place to visit. But honestly, how many like, how many people in cows? We have around three thousand people. And my only friend, three thousand people. Yes, yeah, so it's how, actually a village. How, how, it's not a town. How, how many cows? My friend just his cow farm had three thousand. He has Damn. a cow birth a day. Yeah. Okay, fair a enough. Cow birth a day. But wow. honestly, like. I'm not from New York and I'll get into it in a second, but one of my favorite trips to the state of New York, including New York City, 
was to was to Carthage to yeah. meet all those cows. <laughs> and I met a few. Yeah. He met a few. He has yeah. this video where he ran through. Like we went to my friend's cow farm, and it's just like a long pathway of cows on both sides. Yeah. And he sprinted through it, so the cows got scared every time he ran through it, and it, they were just like boom, boom, like, was, like on, a, up. on a selfie and he camera. Was like, like yeah, that's the like, video. That's the oh video I need to see. Yeah, <laughs> you ever you ever milk a cow? I have. I have not. I randomly, when I was in Kenya, I milked, I milked for my fr- freshman year after college, mm-hmm. I was, I spent it in Kenya. Randomly, there was wow. just cows in one of the villages that we were at. They asked if I wanted to milk it. I was like, you know, when in Kenya? When in Kenya, milk a cow. So oh, that's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you are but, the only person I know that's milked a cow in Kenya. In Kenya, exactly. So. <laughs> exactly. All right. Adams, yeah, on my end, I'm from Columbus, Ohio, born in Athens, Ohio. I am like the biggest proponent and fan of the state of Ohio. It's the best state. Don't at me at that. Like we can we can have this conversation. But <laughs> um, I grew up there, huge Ohio State fan. Uh, my mom's Jamaican. Uh, my dad's African-American. Um, got the best of both worlds in a lot of different ways. Um, the cuisine in my house was, was popping, Nuts. yo. Popping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, something people actually don't know about me too is uh, my parents owned a restaurant when I was really, really young. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually low-key repping it on my shirt. There you um, go. Zachary's Delicatessen. Um, so I grew up with that for like first few years of my life. Um, and then my parents transitioned to, um, other jobs. Um, grew up in Columbus, went to Columbia, um, for undergrad, um, didn't know at first if like this was the best place, but like, I think it's something about being in the city. Like when you're in college, um, for me was just like, it's exactly where I was supposed to be. Like I grew in so many ways. Um, so happy that I, I I did that. I studied engineering. Um, my major was in engineering management systems, which is uh, within industrial engineering. Long story short, my like studies were nowhere as fun as Don's. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> but I learned how to think, which was really really cool. Um, yeah, and now I'm out here in the world. It's so. funny that you say you going to school in New York City, you felt like it was for you? Because I feel like you, it's either for you or it's not for you. Yeah. Everyone who went to NYU <laughs> and Columbia, they're like, I would, that's the only thing I could have seen myself doing. Right. And everyone else is like, there's no, I, personally, I know I could have never come to school in the city. There's no it's middle just, ground. Yeah, yeah. It's either for you or for it's you not, or sure. it's not for you. For okay. Sure. And then, so you two, how did y'all meet? When did y'all <laughs> meet? And for everyone who doesn't know, they are a couple. So yes. well, they, they are a couple. So Believe how did not. you, so first before, how, when did you first meet just like initially like friendly, friendly? And then yeah. when did things, you know, evolve past Accelerate, that? Accelerate, accelerate. <laughs> well, okay, so. She's like, I want you to go first. So <laughs> just to see if you have the, the way that I think you should have it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'll kick it off. Exactly. I'll kick it off. Well, maybe I should start because it did start. Yeah, because it, it's from Actually, here. fun fact. I met Addis because of my sister. Mm, okay, say <laughs> yeah, more, say more. Yeah, there's layers to it. So my sister was a UPenn Wharton grad, class okay. of 2018. And while she was at Penn, she started BuildCon, which is the Black Ivy League business conference. And it brings Black Ivy League students from across the Ivy League to Wharton for a massive pre-professional um, entrepreneurship conference. And it was a huge thing that she founded. And she started that 
like 2019, 2020, when I came 2020, or sorry, she just started at 2016. And then I came 2018. And my first year, basically all the students come to Penn, like I said, and we house them. We house different students, men with men, women with women. So I house um, a Columbia grad, Iman, if you're listening. Shout, shout out to you. Shout out to Iman. Send it. Send it. Send it to her. Yeah, send it to her. Now she'll listen. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so I- Iman stayed with me and she's amazing. Um, class of 2020 Columbia student. And at the time I had just realized I wanted to begin traveling across the Ivy League to film students to try to showcase minorities um, at top universities which across we'll get, the globe. Which, which we'll, we'll get into. We'll get into <laughs> so yeah, so Iman was, was in my dorm and I told her I wanted to film somebody really well-known and camera-ready and fun at Columbia because Columbia was the first school I was going to film. And she was like, oh, you should film Zico. You should film Zico. Shout out Zico. Um, shout out Z. Shout out Z. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So I DM'd him and he said he was down. And so I think maybe two weeks later, I packed a huge suitcase of camera equipment, had no clue what I was doing, and went up to Columbia, took the bus up to Columbia to film. So that was your first video that you did? First video I ever filmed. Started Ooh. with the best school. Was it? The, uh, exactly. all, right, all right, slow down, slow down. <laughs> Literally. I, well, I don't know about the best school, but it was the first school. Um, yeah, so went to Columbia, had this huge suitcase, had, had a, a mission, a suitcase, and a camera. <laughs> and... Yeah, I touched down on the campus and started to film Zico's Day in the Life. Also filmed the 73 Questions that day too, but filmed Z and Addis was one of his closest friends at the time. So through filming Z's Day in the Life, I was like, can we meet your friends? Can can I film your friends? You interacting with them and then little old Addis. Yeah, and that's how we met. And it's crazy on my side because Z told me one day, he's like, yo, like this girl from Penn, like she just wants to come and film me. And I was like, what? It's like, <laughs> like, did you, you? Do, like no, but no, Z's Z's a great guy and a cool guy too. So it's like I wasn't actually that surprised. But I'm like, how does this just like happen to you? Um, but I was like, I definitely have to see this. Um and so Dom came. Um we were suite mates, so there was six of us um living in a suite. Wait, sorry, what year, year of college was this? Sophomore year. Sophomore year. Yeah, okay. yeah. So yeah, 2020. 20. Yeah, 2019, actually. 2019. Oh, you're right. Yeah. In the fall, it fall, was, yeah, fall, fall 2019. Yeah, okay. yeah. Before COVID. Before COVID. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Dom pulled up. I met her that Friday of um, that weekend. We were having this big, like, outdoor picnic um, that Columbia threw. I think it was, like, alumni weekend, weekend or parents yeah, weekend or something like that. Um, but, yeah. It was that's, homecoming. Yeah, it yeah, homecoming. it was actually. So, like, campus was live. Yeah. <laughs> I was just it's filming. It's a fun weekend. <laughs> filming, acting like I knew what I was doing. I had no clue. When I tell you, I was like, I had no clue what I was doing. You got to start somewhere. Instincts. Yeah. Just it was like, probably how you weekend. started this. Yeah, just honestly, truly. I, that's honestly the perfect transition into the creative aspects of things. Because I'm good. Wanna ask, I'll ask you about your clothing line in a second, but mm-hmm. since we're on your YouTube channel, mm-hmm. it's cool hearing that first story. The, I just had a camera, I had an idea, I had a mission, you yeah. showed up and you made it happen. Right. And that's kind of the way, I guess this also kind of relates to how we met. Yeah. The way that we Literally. met was through, I was on one of your videos, I don't even remember how <laughs> right. it came across me, but it was for, this was during COVID. Right. 
It was the um, same, the kickback, the kickback, where it was a series where you would have one student from each of the different Ivy Leagues. Yes. And so for one of the videos, we were looking for a Princeton student. I don't even remember how (laughs) it came across me, but I was like, sure, why not? Yeah. I think I DM'd you. Maybe. It's something like that. Maybe. Yeah. A lot goes down in the DMs. (laughs) Productive and unproductive. And that's the thing. I really want a quick segue to anyone listening that we have this tool of social media that we can talk to anybody in the world but we use it for the wrong things sometimes not always but like it is a tool so like if you want to talk to somebody if somebody if you want to be somebody's friend if you want to learn something there was a point where any video any music i'm really into music videos um and just short films because i want to direct that's my one of my dreams and any video i watched that i found impressive i would look up the director look up the dp look up all the crew and dm them and ask Mm -hmm. to set up calls and they would respond i would come home from school and have like three director calls that day with like really impressive people because we have a tool. So use it. So that's my spiel. I yeah. DM'd both of you and now we're sitting in this room together. Yeah, even just not even, I think for me, the general theme with that is just reaching out to people in general. Yeah, People yeah. are way more receptive than you'd realize 100%. if it's through DMs. Some of the bigger guests that I've had on my podcast, especially when I was doing like yeah. the alumni series, people were like, oh, how did you get them on? Two of them literally just walking up to them on campus saying, do you want to come on? Others just cold emailing and they get back to you. Yes. What the so, worst that's going to happen is they'll ignore you. No one's going to like curse you. I'd be like, this kid's an idiot, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. So you might as well just reach out, shoot your shot. People always use that yeah. for the like the romantic way, but no, in no. general, just shoot, shoot your shot. shot. It's going to be a yeah. no if you don't. You know? exactly. exactly. You miss 100% of the shots exactly. you don't take. Exactly. exactly. So then I did the show. Yes. Um, and then I, because I don't think I knew about your YouTube before that, but then I'm like, whoa, here's. That's today you said 91.2 thousand followers, which is no small feat. I think mm-hmm. I have like 102 on, on YouTube subscribers. That's good. Um, She's and very so, humble about it too. She, exactly, yeah. very humble. Four videos by my count with over 1 million views. So from that first video, talk to me about the evolution of your YouTube, why that was something you kept on doing, and just as you saw it grow, what that feeling was like to see some sort of some sort of success with that. Yeah, great questions. Again, it's like so funny because I'm used to being the interviewer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'll turn, I'll turn the like, tables. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fl- it's fl- a chat. Flip, flip, flip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm enjoying it though. Um, yeah, so I started YouTube um, actually in in 11th grade um, back at home. I, at the time, had watched so many YouTube videos about natural hair. So it was before the whole natural hair movement, I had cut all my hair off eighth grade, shaved it off, baldy. Um, baldy. In baldy. Like Amber Rose bald? Like gone, yeah. I don't know why that was the first stuff. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, okay. Baldy. <laughs> like, <laughs> like maybe, oh, maybe don't a little bit more than don't, bald. don't mind me. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, like, maybe a little more, like, yeah, a little bit more. But it was pretty low, okay? I came home and I was like, Mom, just shave it off. And I cried and she was just shaving it. Um, but again, yeah, so I, that happened. And I wanted to learn how to grow my hair like strong and big and af- big afro by college. That was my plan. So I watched so many videos. Every natural video on YouTube I'd watched at the time. And my mom was like, if you're watching so many and consuming so many, why don't you make your own? And I was like, wow. So <laughs> I did it. So I tried. I did it. Um, and 
I went to school the next day. I like said like, oh my gosh, like in the YouTube video, all these people on Instagram, like gave me these questions to answer. And I'm just gonna like go through and answer these questions about like who I am. And nobody gave me any questions. I made them all up myself or asked mm-hmm. my parents to write them down. And so I went to school the next day and this student was like, Dom, like, do you really think anyone would ever watch your videos? And like played it in front of everybody and laughed at me. And it hurt <laughs> a lot, but I was like, okay, I'll show you. And it just like lit this fire. But at the time I hadn't found out that I loved filmmaking. Um, I was more just doing it just to do it. And then mm-hmm. that fire was was important to ignite the beast in me, I guess. And so I started filming and I loved it. Um, and my parents, even like being in this room, like these cameras, I'm like, what is that camera? Like, <laughs> I just love like the whole film industry. So my my parents, like, I got in trouble, which wasn't awesome. I was a good kid. But when I did get in trouble, they threatened to take away my editing because that's how much I was editing videos per week. Just that's all I did. It was so fun. So that was before the influencer thing is before like I didn't even know you can make money from this. And that's the thing. Like people start making videos and stuff to make money now. But like you're not going to be as successful as if you just loved it. So, yeah. So started making it, loved it apply to the Ivies and a lot of other schools, but happened to film Ivy Day, posted my reaction video to getting accepted and rejected from the schools. And that's kind of when the channel took off. At the time, like, yeah, it was- Crazy video if y'all haven't watched. watched, Not one of the 2.9 million that hasn't watched. Definitely watch that. I I watched it after I already knew what happened and was still crying. Like, I'm about to say, for I think I, I, wa- I think I saw that video before I knew you, and I remember the first time watching it being like, "Is this girl not going to get into any school?" <laughs> and she put this on um, the <laughs> internet with each one coming. I was like, "Damn!" And they started crying. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "And then you get into pen, and then it's it like celebration." Yeah. I'm like. Oh, okay. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's like an emotional roller coaster. It's one of the scariest, best days of my life. And it's crazy because um, my family is my everything, if you can't tell from that video. So my parents were with me along the whole college application process. And the day, Ivy Day, which we all experienced. We all did. I like told my parents, like, oh, my gosh, like Harvard's like uh, is here. The Yale's here. And they were like, just open it. And I was like, I need to film it. And they were like, just fake it. Just act. And I was like, no, no, no. Like, we need to film it. And I'm so happy Genuine. that we did. Genuine. Yep. Yeah, yeah. we so happy. So right after, I think I posted it maybe 10 minutes after I filmed it. And my parents were like, whoa, like, you might get bullied. Are you sure you want to do this? Like, this is a lot to put like this online. And I was like, this is going to help people. This is going to show everyone it's going to be okay. And that, mm-hmm. that rejection is okay. So I posted it. Not even a bad of an eye. Just sent it. And then people started to really resonate and watch. And it was emotional. It was inspiring. Um, all these different things that I didn't see coming. Um, but yeah, so that's when people started to come to the channel. And so from there, I noticed that a lot of the new subscribers, maybe like 20K at the time, I don't know, the video brought in a lot of people, but were aspiring students at top universities or were just people that, yeah, just needed inspiration. So I knew that was the the target audience on the account, and I knew I was going to college. So it was, it was the perfect mix. And so when applying to Penn, uh, getting in, and then wanting to choose a dormitory, there were no videos really on dorms. There was one that was by Neche, shout out Neche in Tolu, which was a great video, but it was like 40 minutes long. And so a lot of students were like, this is too long. Um, and the rest were all antiquated. They were from like 10 years ago. So I saw that void. I saw an uh, opportunity to fill it. And... 
yeah, after freshman year, I didn't film freshman year much. Had a great freshman year, but felt like I was grounded and understood my campus. And I bet you guys felt the same. And so then just by sophomore year, I was like, Let's just start going to different. I actually had just watched Vogue's 70 Questions with Serena Williams. Mm. And I was like, this is a great video. I learned so much about Serena, but how is that going to help my life? And it wasn't. And so I was in the shower and had an epiphany and was like, what if I went around to colleges and filmed 70 Questions with students? And then they can basically use these bite-sized short videos. And before, this was before TikTok. So it was like short was seven minutes at the time. Like a seven minute, 10 minute video. Old, man. I know, that's what I feel like. <laughs> but yeah, short form video to be able to easily compare and contrast um, these schools. And so called my parents and at the time and still to this day, if my parents say like, go, I go. And I was like, mom, dad, like I have this crazy idea. I think I'm going to travel to different schools and film students. They were like, that's that's awesome. Like, do it. And so went to Columbia, like just started and started filming. And they my parents were are my rocks. Every video before I would post it, send it to my parents. They'd watch it, proof check it, make edits. Then I would fix it, post it. And it was just that I would leave every weekend, come back to school on the weekdays, go to class, do homework, leave on the weekend. So I was never at Penn. Didn't meet that many pen people um, my sophomore year or junior year because of it. I would leave every weekend. And there was right before spring break, which was right before COVID, my parents um, were like, what if you filmed like all Boston universities and we drove you? And then my brother had, no, I think a year later. Yeah, he got into school down in Miami. So they were like, what if we drive down to Miami instead of fly and then we can drive up and hit all of the South? on the way up and that's the type of parents i have so shout out mom love and dad. that support yeah, yeah. Damn. shout out your parents yes. that's, that's what's up so yeah so we just two days we drove to new hampshire hit dartmouth and then drove down hit all of the boston universities and it was like 30 minutes per video we'd be at mit hello how are you we're gonna film this and do, 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 get it done and then run over to boston college and we just hit all of them and then went down south and hit all the south florida up to atlanta we just hit all the south it was crazy um and my parents were just there with me the whole time. No complaints, having so much fun, filming B-roll for me. My brother was there, like making sure I used to like do it by myself and walk backwards filming students and I would hit trees and trips. And <laughs> like, so yeah, this is not easy, yo. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I actually started filming for Dom when in um, Europe, I think. But yeah. I started like guiding her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you were like my spot, my spotter. It's a different type thing because you're like, I, I could barely just hold the camera when I was doing it. And you, Dom's like holding the camera, asking questions, holding like looking phone. behind her to see if she's going to. It's a hard job. And like I don't think people realize. Yeah. It's yeah. not an interview. So you're like recording, make sure it's in focus, holding your phone with all the questions, making sure they feel comfortable walking backwards and then by yourself, like on this campus, like sleeping on somebody's floor. Um, like Zoe, who you know, Zoe, shout out Zoe. Like, yeah. shout I messaged her, I didn't even know her. And I was like, hey, I have to film at Yale. Like, do you mind if I sleep on your floor? And she's like, oh my gosh, of course. And that's how I met Zoe. Like, so yeah, it was, it was a crazy, looking back, it was a really interesting part, uh, part of college and definitely unique. Um, but I met so many people like you guys, and I've realized there's so many amazing people across these different schools and had the opportunity to film um, universities in Europe and, and would, was hoping to be able to film more. But now I think I found a new passion. Um, so I'm pivoting. But yeah, that was a lot. I'm going to stop. It's okay. But <laughs> it's, hey, it's a podcast. Podcasts are long form. And exactly. Yeah. The, I'm used to short. The, 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 the 
amount of work I think is so underappreciated mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. things like YouTube channels and putting videos together and the fact that because even for my podcast the part where I put the most well it was always a lot of work but the when I did like the alumni series which mm-hmm. I was just doing like the Zoom interviews yeah filming them putting questions together making the clips putting it out doing social media all of that it just takes so much work oh, so yeah. when you're actually traveling to meet people oh, in person yeah. carrying <laughs> equipment around doing yeah. all like it's just a it's a level of work that I don't think people appreciate so shout out to you thank you shout out to you thank you um, and then we're going to talk about how that network that you built led to Black Abbey Vacay mm-hmm. but before that. Addis, you have your clothing brand, yeah. Sisters of Liberty. Can you also just speak a little bit about that and yeah. what made you create it? And just, yeah, give the people, tell people about that. I'm, I'm a creative through and through, which is interesting because I did like engineering and stuff that people might not think is for creative type brains. Um, Fuck engineering is very creative. It, it is. It is. And I think people look at it as like just numbers and physics and chemistry and that type of stuff. But it's it's very creative. That's yeah. that's how the world is built, yeah. honestly. Um, and that's that was my appeal to it um, for studying. But I'm also creative in the arts realm. Like I was also filming videos when I was like six on the like big cameras. and I would do it selfie <laughs> style and you know, flip it around um, doing like architecture design. Like Lincoln Logs was my like that was my thing when I was little mm-hmm. um, and just lots of things like that. Um, but in terms of like clothing more, I'm not like the typical fashion type dude. Like people I went to school with probably didn't think I was that fashionable <laughs> to tell you the truth. Um, but I've always had a thing for like graphic tees. Like growing up when we went like on vacation somewhere or like visited someplace special, like I always got like a t-shirt from there. Um, and it's cool because like even to this day you go through my closet like there's so many different memories um so it was like graphic tees but like with like a purpose behind or a memory behind um the t-shirt so anyway I got to school um I'd wanted to do t-shirts for as long as I can remember um but got to school I was actually in a um a BSO meeting uh, the black student organization um somebody was describing this project that they did um in school and i got to thinking i was like yo like i'm i'm in new york now um i'm at this school like i want to like start something um and i was like i'm really into like representational art like one of my favorite artists is kehinde wiley he puts like black folk in prominent positions like napoleon on the horse like he'll put a black person as as that figure um, so I was like, yo, what if I did that but with the Statue of Liberty, right? And like, I don't know how to do it. Like, I'm not, I'm not that artistically inclined um, in terms of like drawing and, and that type stuff. But I, I have this idea and vision. So that night, it was, it was actually Halloween night, 2018. Um, I texted my cousin, Gabe. Shout out Gabe. Shout out Gabe. <laughs> Gabe. I love shout out. <laughs> shout people out. Shout out Gabe. Shout out Gabe. Everyone that gets shout out, you have to send them the episode. Exactly. Yes. And then you don't tell them where they get mentioned. You just say, I talked about you. So they got to listen to yeah, the whole thing. Listen, listen to, to the whole out. thing. Man. Exactly. So I texted him this long like idea like, yo, Statue of Liberty, like dashiki dress, big afro holding the thing, but it's not like turquoise, like make it colorful. Um, and it's a sister, right? And he's like, Okay. <laughs> I was like, 
Like, okay, like, should I explain more? <laughs> I'm about to say any, any follow-up <laughs> questions. You got any questions? <laughs> but about a couple months later, he sent us back um, our first design. And when I saw it, I actually think, I think I have it on my water bottle. It's uh -oh. not planned at all, actually. Oh. Um, uh, yeah. Oh, wow. Show it to the camera. Here we go. Here oh, we twist go. it. There, there's these. Uh, uh, oh, no, other way. There's the camera. There's what people uh, there see. We there we go. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Um, but he sent this, and I was like, whoa. I was mm -hmm. like, okay. We need to we need to do something with this. And I was like, oh, perfect. T-shirts. I wanted to do T-shirts for a long time. Like, let's put it on a T-shirt. Um, so literally within like three weeks i went from like nothing to launching a full business and like i had like so many sales the first week um that i launched but it was interesting because i had no plan for this i was just like yo this is really cool let's put it out i was playing around with names um i ended up coming up with sisters of liberty because that's that's what it was it was a sister um, of liberty on the statue of liberty and not a lot of people realize the history of the Statue of Liberty, but it was supposed to have chains mm. um, around the wrist um, because it was um, an ode to the emancipation of enslaved people in this country. Um, I don't know if <laughs> the powers that be in America agreed with it at the time. So that's why we don't see the chains on the wrist, but there's actually chains on, their, on her foot right now. Um, so that's where it's still incorporated. Um, but as I was learning this history, I was like, yo, and I was talking with my parents who are also a huge support system. Um, they're like, why don't you just like start incorporating other ethnicities into it? I was like, huh. Like, <laughs> an angle I never thought. Of. I was like, how am I going to keep doing like black ones? <laughs> like diaspora is huge. So, but they might run out at a certain, it's like, oh, perfect. Like this is limitless. There's so many different identities. Um, and and so I, I got to working. So I, I contracted artists from around the world. Um, so my next design was the Desi edition, which is Indian and Pakistani people. Um, artist um, Fatima is from Pakistan. Um, and then I did ended up doing nine different versions over, over nine years with, again, artists from around the world. Each artist was of the ethnicity that I was trying to represent. Um, and what was cool is that two things. One, I got to learn so much about um, that culture, that ethnicity, the customs um, through each design. And each design is very intentional, like down to like certain types of flowers. Like that's the, like Puerto Rico's national flower. Um, and, and things like that. So that that was one really cool and intentional aspect. And then two, um, I also donated a, a percentage of proceeds back to uh, organizations that had very similar empowerment causes and specifically empowerment causes for the ethnicity that I was trying to represent. For instance, our first, um, our first design, the Black History Month design, um, I donated uh, a lot of money back to Black Girls Code, um, which is an organization that helps young Black women um, getting get into the STEM field, um, and that's carried through through Puerto Rican, Indian, Chinese, Dominican, so many different designs that that we ended up putting up. So it was a it was a very 
fun part of my college experience. I also got to meet a ton of people too because I was doing photo shoots and mm -hmm. and asking people to wear it. We have like an NBA player that that wore one of my shirts. Um, it was a very very fun part. One first of all, tell me, I need to buy a shirt. Tell me now. I need sistersofliberty.com. Yeah, let them, let them know where to get a shirt. My sister actually runs it now, which is even better because I I really did it for her. Like mm -hmm. I wanted to show her one that like she should be empowered to do whatever it is that she feels like she can do. Yeah. And if even just by seeing a, a Black Statue of Liberty or Chinese Statue or whatever it is, if you can see yourself there, then hopefully that can be some bit of a tool to see yourself anywhere, um, especially for, for young women too. And this so. is a perfect, perfect segue because we've just heard how creative the both of you are <laughs> how you guys like to dream big you have big ideas you execute them like bringing people together like representation all of that and so that leads me to the black Abbey vacay mm -hmm. which is the first time we all so actually no to kind of actually wrap up how when we how we met and actually yeah. meet in person because i did your youtube did the first youtube video yep. and then i remember my internship summer so summer of 2021 wow. It was literally like oh the last gosh. weekend of the, yeah. it was, it was, it was like the last weekend of the summer. And yeah. I remember you put on your story, you're like, oh, I'm filming a video in the city. Who's in the city? Who can do it? Yeah. And I was like, wow. So yeah. I swap up. I'm like, I'll do it. And that was our first time meeting in person. Yes. But yeah. we knew that we were going on the trip already by then. Yes. Right? I, did, I think I found out about, the, no, no, no. I found out about, that's when it. I found out about the trip. That's when oh. you asked me about the trip. Okay. okay so okay. yeah, that was, because we, okay. we had just launched the trip actually. Oh yeah. Like a week before. Yeah. Seven days before. Okay. Is when Cause, yeah. yeah. Cause that's when you guys, idea yeah, that's yeah. when you told me about it. Cause we yes, did it. And yes. it's funny how that timing worked out. Cause that was literally my last day in the summer. Oh I'd been God. there for nine weeks for my internship. I saw the story slid up. Filmed it, went to the apartment I was staying at, grabbed my stuff, went back to Jersey. Wow. That wow. was it. And so that was my first time meeting the both of you in person, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I remember Addis was the one who told me about this trip idea. Yes. And he was like, 30 black Ivy League students, Mexico, <laughs> would you be interested? I was like, duh. Yeah. <laughs> I was, like, why? I was like, why would you need to even sell me on that? Like, I was, yeah, no, I, I was sold in Mexico. But so like, many people needed to be sold. Yeah, so I mean, you know me. One thing about me, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a support. Go I'm a go with the flow. I'm gonna support. <laughs> and so the Black Ivy Vacay. Can y'all give the people thirty seconds, one minute on what this trip was, and then how you came up with the idea? Really fast before we go to that, I just saw a commonality that I want to point out. Um, when Addis was describing about Sisters of Liberty and how he called his cousin and then how his parents said that he should expand to other ethnicities and then he does it for his sister. Mm -hmm. And then for me, um, my sister basically is why I met Addis. Mm -hmm. I called my parents and then were able to expand to so many different um, schools across the U.S. for my YouTube. And so we have this shared love for family and respect our family and trust our family that when you meet somebody else that has that same level of appreciation for family, mm -hmm. I think is why we're able to be so successful with our ventures. So I wanted to point that out. Um, and as a couple. Oh. And as a couple. Oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, but to answer your question about the vacay, uh, we were actually this, that summer um, doing Family house swap. Where were we? So let me start first. With, I, Addis came to Carthage, came to my hometown. Um, and 
was there for several weeks. And then I actually flew a plane while I was there off of 10 minutes notice, no prior flight experience. <laughs> Whoever lets you do that needs their company shut down. How is that even, how is that even remotely safe? So, we landed. I mean, you're still here with us, thankfully, but how is that? So Addison and I love surprises, if you can't tell, which you could speak to for the vacay. But Addison and I love surprises. So we decided with our house swaps that when he came to my home, he wouldn't know anything. And every day I would wake him up, tell him what time he needs to be ready, tell him what to wear, and we'd go. And he then the same thing when I went to Columbus. So mm -hmm. when he was there, I told him, like, we're going to go on a little trip. No, no, no. You we were going, going grocery shopping. Yeah. So I was like, I had to cook for like, not I had to, I, I wanted to. Um, and it was like the, the thing to do while I was visiting because I was there for two weeks. So I wanted to cook a meal for Dom's family. And so I was like, okay, Dom's like, all right, we're going to go to the grocery store. Let's get this stuff. And I'm like, okay, like we got to make the mac and cheese. We're going to make the greens. And we're in the we gotta, car and he's yeah. just like so like, stressed about like, your, we need to make sure we Does eat. your sister like this? Like, <laughs> And so we're just driving and then we um, pull it. My airport is like the, <laughs> the smallest airport you'll ever see. It's it's like I got there five it minutes be before my flight and made it. to the size of this room. Yeah. Like, no joke. Wow. Yeah. Okay. yeah, it's okay. a really small airport. So we pulled up to the airport and Addis is still thinking we're going to the grocery store. And I'm like, oh, we just need to like turn here for a second. And then we like drove in. He's like, what's going on? And you could see like an airport sign. And I was like, like, surprise, we're going on a little trip. Like your suitcase is in the back. And then I was like, we just need to go to the front desk to check, mm -hmm. um, check in. And so we ran into like <laughs> the airport and literally um, Addis is like following me, so confused. And this man is sitting there, and did, is, you you tell it from here. It was oh, he's like, my name's Kieran. Like, who's ready to fly? And I was like, <laughs> 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 and I'm like recording it. Like, I was like <laughs> <laughs> I'm so like, excited. <laughs> but yeah, so he ended up. Long story short, he ended up flying a plane. Um, learned how to fly that day. Yeah. And my town's so small that, like, if you want to do something, it's not like you go to, like, a company who has an LLC and, like, sign paperwork and, like, go do the activity. Like, you actually just do, just it. do it. Like, you go fly a plane. Yeah. So that's some of the perks of small town living. But anyways, mm -hmm. so when I went to Columbus, mm -hmm. so that's when he came to my home. That's when right. I we went, were in Ohio. When we were in <laughs> Ohio. Um, and we were just chilling. And <laughs> we saw... Um, a picture on Instagram of this large group of um, a lot of different schools, but mm -hmm. this large group of black um, older, I think they're th like three years older than us that went to Puerto Rico, no Costa, Costa Rica, Rica yeah. and saw it on Instagram. And we were like, oh my gosh, like this looks so fun. Um, yeah. This looks great. And then we were like, what if we and do this? It was also this? just like a culmination point for like Dom's YouTube and the crazy expansive network and, amazing people that dom's got to meet um and then for me like yo like we need to come together and like empowerment and representation are right. so big for me and both of us um mm. it's just it's just a huge like everything came together at that point <sighs> I, I love <laughs> everything about this because every it's because it just shows you how everything literally just starts from one little one idea, idea. Exactly. and the idea. way the way distance we've come because of you guys's idea like it's special 
It's yeah. special. And it's just yeah. inspiring because, again, everyone thinks, and it's something as simple, and I'm going to say simple. It's not, It wasn't simple to put together to get people to go there, mm-hmm. but as simple as let me get 30 black Ivy League students yeah. to Mexico for a trip. The idea is simple. It's Yeah. The execution is not as simple. It's not as simple, but actually making that happen. And then the way that's just grown all our relationships, our friendships, our network from there. And like the, the we'll get into the Black Ivy Club, but just the potential for it based off one idea right. that you decide to put the work behind. So you decide, okay, you see this picture, you're inspired, you're like, why can't we do something similar? We have the network, we know people. Talk to me about actually getting people, 30 people to commit to going on this trip. So Dom likes to, Dom, I think I said earlier that she moves fast with things, right? So I just move slow. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit more methodical. I'm an engineer, yeah, man. You have to be. The rocket hope, can't blow up. Like, exactly. I was about to say, I hope every single one of my engineers, if you're building some bridge, right? Put put, put the right effort into it. Take it, your time. You yeah. Die. So Dom's yeah. like, I move fast. All right, we got this. Like, I'm gonna start messaging people. We're actually driving to um, Chicago from Columbus to another um, surprise. Yeah. I just surprised me with oh, my best yeah. friends. Um, at, at Cedar Point, like, yeah. we just, so the thing is we're so creative and love to surprise and love community. I would say those are the three things mm-hmm. that kind of led to like, let's this. just go to For sure. Mexico and bring, and bring a ton of new friends. But sorry, yeah. go ahead. I cut you off. No. So we were driving and Dom's like, all right, we got this. Like I'm, I'm going to text people. I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Do we even know where we're going yet? <laughs> yeah. We didn't even Dom's know. Like, I want to go overseas. I'm like. Okay, <laughs> we're gonna take thirty uh, college seniors overseas. I'm like thinking about the logistical and like liability nightmares that could come from this, and I was like, yeah, I'm whatever, thinking, like, I'm let's just, fine, fine, let's just fine, do it. Like, um, but anyway, we decided on on Mexico. Dom's aunt, shout out Auntie Viv. Um, After like scouting all yes. of North America's villas, we we so we, we did look at every single villa every single in North villa. America. Villa. I believe you. Yeah. <laughs> I went and said, "I'm like knowing y'all. I believe you. Yeah. <laughs> I believe you." <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. We did. So yeah, did that. My travel aunt. Um, Auntie Viv, love you much. Like, it's just my, again, called my mom, called my dad. <laughs> hey, we're going to take a ton of students to Mexico, like, during a pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> and our parents were like, okay, how can we help? <laughs> and I was like, we need help with organizing. And they was like, oh, you should talk to Auntie Viv. And then Auntie Viv joined in. And yeah, so then we were at us finally was like okay we can tell people and i was like oh thank you because <laughs> i just wanted to like i was so excited you know mm-hmm. so yeah started dming texting um and would ask people we only wanted it to be seniors um yeah. or juniors no college. rachel snuck her ass in yes but and Drake, Jake ended up um, being class of 2032. But yeah, so we we knew what we wanted to do. And at the time, I had filmed a lot of students across the schools mm-hmm. who were class of 2020. Um, so would ask them for some recommendations of people on campus that were class of 2020 or 2023. And yeah, so then they would send some people. I would kind of like cross check with a second source of like- Or they bad vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we're, we're trying to like go on a trip. We really want the energy to be up. We want yeah. it to be good people. Um, as problematic as possible, so. Yeah, and I think we ended up inviting a hundred people. Damn, more than probably. probably it more. was like 150. Yeah, Damn. we invited so, a lot of people. Whatever that math is, 120 people said no. 
And that's that's <laughs> the one thing where I bet those 120 people who said no after the after the fact when they saw how successful it was, how much fun we had, the relationships we built, yeah. they probably circle back like, "When's the next one?" Yeah, like, when I when can oh, I yeah. go? I had and that's just supporting me at school, like, yo, like, what's next? When exactly. you doing this next? And that's just <laughs> the power of being like taking a chance and being a first mover. Yes. Because it's hard to be the first one to actually do something. It's very, it's easiest to be the second person to do something. Simple. So easy to be second, but Proof to actually concept. be first. And even, again, as simple as, like I told y'all, you guys floated the idea to me. I was like, as long as my bank account looks right, I'm there. Yeah. That was probably like the, you the, felt, like what, what you expected versus what you yeah. got. Wait, what's up? What did you expect versus what your experience actually was? From at, the trip? Yeah, from the trip. I didn't know what to expect. Quite truth, you guys quite you truthfully. Play, like, oh, no. Yeah, yeah, because we didn't, and you also didn't tell us most of the itinerary going in. Yeah, so we were put in a group chat, so we got to see who was there. There was like a few pre zooms, but going in, I knew Gabby because she went to Princeton. I'd met both of you, and I knew Tariq because Tariq and I met for the first time at BSAI senior year of high school. Right. So we like oh, followed wow. each other on Instagram. We yeah. both yeah. knew who each other was. I believe out of the tw- thirty, those were the only people that I knew. So I was just like, okay, I'm going to get to meet new people. Worst case, it's a vacation in Mexico. That's worst case. Best case, I make new, which is exactly what happened. Have a great time, make great relationships, make new friends, build this amazing network, which is exactly what happened. So honestly, going in, I had, I didn't have that many expectations because I'm not one to like, unless it's something that like I'm doing myself, mm-hmm. I will set a bar for myself and actually try to achieve it. Yeah. But just in general, I go about life just not really expecting too much. I'll I like just, that. I go with the flow. Yes. And the name really has it has a, has a lot of Carries meaning. A lot of <laughs> and so when after the fact, <clears throat> the trip went as amazing as you could have hoped. I'm going to ask for y'all's thoughts about that. And then as you just said, you like cross check people. You didn't want people with bad vibes coming in. I did think. Okay, I did think I'm going to hate at least two people. I don't know why that was the number. I was like at least. I was like at least two people. There's thirty of us. The ma- mathematically, I'll hate at least two people. When I tell you. Every single person on the trip was great vibes, yeah. great people, and no drama. You know why? Everyone added to the group. Yep. Everyone brought mm-hmm. something different. Way, yeah. It was insane how that collection of because thirty is not that's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I was like, there's the no way I'm gonna like everyone, but no, every single person brought something and enhanced the trip to where when it was all said and done, I was like, this like this is God. This is the right group of 30 yeah. to make this happen. And yeah. that's what was so special because everybody at the end of the day took a chance. You yeah, know? that was like, the commonality. That's like getting set. Like the, the idea is cool. 30 uh, black folk from around the Ivy League were going to be in this villa together. But like there wasn't really much more, I think, that we shared and beyond that. Purposeful. that. Purposeful. Yeah, it was like. Mm-hmm. Take a chance on this. Like, let's see what can let's see what can be made. And because I think too, um, especially because of the type of generation we live in, where everything's glitz and glams and social media and posts on Instagram and be a baddie, addy, whatever. That's Meg the Stallion's but, song, Baddie Addy. <laughs> but yeah, so I think because of that, we knew that a lot of people would be interested in this because it's a photo op. And because, um, you know, like you said, it's a vacation and it's it's probably going to have like this Love Island thing going on and all of this quote unquote foolishness. But for Addis and I, we were like, let's say as little as possible, enough to get people to be like, I'm willing to pay to go on vacation. 
And so we were like, guys, we're going to bring Uno to the villa. We're going to bring spades. We're going to have food. It's going to be lit. And I think that's how much we told you guys. And yeah, like, we, didn't, we didn't know much. You didn't on. know anything. And it took a while to get all 30. Like, I don't think we had 30 until, like, we did it in January. Maybe, like, Shaddai December, was the last one. November. Shout out Shaddai. also stuck last yeah. year. <laughs> <laughs> Shaddai from Harvard Yale. Yeah, yeah. Shaddai was the last to probably join, which was Harvard Yale time. So, like, yeah. November. End of November. Yeah. yeah. And the trip was in January. January 15th, I think. So, yeah, it was it was telling you guys a little intentionally because we wanted a certain type of character there and we wanted risk takers and we wanted people who are willing to, yeah, high risk, high reward. We, we knew that if everybody... Um, especially because we were able to get a sponsor and we were able to <laughs> shout out to <laughs> <laughs> Yes. And they were they saw the value, they saw our mission, they Torhira. saw our drive, and they were willing to invest a lot into us and help mm-hmm. the trip be more successful. Exactly. So we had planned an amazing itinerary. Um, and then they were able to give us the funding to elevate it mm-hmm. to where you guys had no clue about the zip lining, about the boat cruise, about the DJs, about the the swimming in cenotes, about all of the drinks we were able to have, like all of these special things that you guys didn't know about. That one, this massive, beautiful bus showed up to the villa. You guys were like, a bus? Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was just beautiful because we had people that were willing to just play Uno. And shout out our, our double agent. Uh, Gabby. Oh, yeah. Gabby. Who actually, yeah. she was in on it. Oh, really? Gabby yeah. knew everything. Oh, interesting. Because yeah. she, she had she, to help she with our social media. The, oh, that's uh, so. aspects. Yeah. yeah. So she, she was in on it and kept it low. And kept Love it that. Lucky. Exactly. So, yeah. So, we had the people. We had the idea. Addison and I, like you said, are very creative. So, we knew. we And we are very meticulous. We're very, we pay attention to the details. So, like, down to each door had a beautiful design that we spent hours designing of a handle that had who was going to stay in that room. The room selections were intentional. It's a little intentional. tote bag. It's a the little... Tote hey, shout out Sam, my roommate. That's my roommate. Yes, shout, shout out Sam. Sam. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, down to, like, the design. The, I, I was, like, I remember being in finance class, like, editing the design on the back of the hoodie and sending it to Addis. Like, what do you think of this design? Like we were, every single thing, every game um, was thought through and intentional. Exactly. And I think really and truly the biggest takeaway from that trip is if you're intentional, you will succeed. Uh, Okay, amazing. And then the perfect segue into what is is your latest venture, Mm -hmm. Black Ivy Club. Tell the people what it is. Black Ivy is... Oh, so wait, so what? What's your vision? Just Black Ivy? Is there a club in it? Or no? Am I just throwing so club in? So Black Ivy is a social club. Okay, Black Ivy. It's okay. a social club, but... So let me reframe the question or re-ask it. Tell the <laughs> people about Black Ivy. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> love it. Love it. <laughs> it's interesting because a lot of the people on the trip say Black Ivy vacay. It's like, no, it's not the vacay. It's still in it, but it's not the vacay. <laughs> yeah. um, but strangely enough, V-I-V is still Black Ivy. Oh, 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 yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so it still works, but the acronym doesn't make exactly. sense anymore. But yeah, we can stretch ahead. it. Yeah, we can stretch it. But Black Ivy, it's a social club, and really beyond just the fancy word, it's a community of um, recent alumni, both both from undergrad, um, well, graduated from undergrad, and current grad students um, that. It's aimed at repurposing and, and redefining the postgraduate experience for us by creating an interconnected community 
of like-minded and, and similar experience, like individuals um, who are dedicated to empowering our communities and, and black folk and, and leading this next generation of, 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 of leaders and thought leaders and world changers. Um, so we, we just really wanted to bring it all together. Like, yeah. let's come, let's socialize, let's, let's have fun. I think a lot of us are used to being like buttoned up when we're doing these type things, we have to be in a suit and tie yeah, or like dress. Exactly. But we're like, we can network while having a lot of fun and not have to be so professional. Like, I think there's there's a decent amount of us that that are have to be very very professional Monday through Friday. Um, right. So we wanted Some to take Sundays that out of too. that. Sundays <laughs> too. It's a fact. Yeah. Yeah, and I think um, the with college with undergrad, this is how I've been describing it, and I and I'm liking this approach is when you officially leave home, you know who you are ish. You're 18. You're a child, but you don't know it. And you go to college and it's the first time you're around people who are so different than you. They're not from your town. They have new right from wrongs. They have new world experiences and pasts. And, and because of that, it can become a little difficult to connect or there's there's hiccups, there's drama because we're getting to know ourselves without our parents and we're getting to know others in their traditions and their ways of life. So I feel like in undergrad, it's a lot about learning. Yeah, just learning, period of just yeah. who learning about yourself, learning about others. And that's why I think there's a beauty to Black Ivy because it's up for alumni, which means I feel as though, at least for myself and observing my peers, by the time they graduate, and now we're alumni in, in adulthood, we're more curious about people's differences. We know ourselves now. Now we want to get to know more about you and like where you grew up and what that's like. And please, like, let me pinch off a thing that I like about you and add it to my life. While in, in college, it was more like, whoa, there's so many new things and I'm trying to get A's and I'm trying to make friends. It's a lot. But when you graduate, you can put all your differences aside. The drama. Now we all have jobs. We have to protect our image. We can't be doing reckless things anymore and being like mean to people like people might have been in college. Mm -hmm. So now we're like in this new time in life, trying to figure it out and kind of need a community to go through this adulting thing together. This is not easy. It's not yeah. easy. It's not easy. That so is correct. Starting this club, at, at, we, we've been saying that like, if, if we can all form a community, not a friend group, so there's a difference with Black mm -hmm. Ivy, it's a community. But if we can a form a community, exactly. a support system from the age of 22, by the time we're 50 and we have kids and we're establishing our careers, it's yeah, it's, it's, it could be out of this world mm -hmm. how much we enjoy life. Yeah, the potential, I think, is unlimited with something like this. Really and you so realize, and it, I've started appreciating it in the last two, three years, that your network is really everything. It is. You always hear that word, network, network, network. network like, what the fuck does it mean? Mm -hmm. But at a certain point, you start to realize it it's not what you know, it's who you know. It really is. And the conven convening power is another thing that I've started to appreciate over the last year that I've started working. The ability to bring people together, which is exactly what a club like this does. Exactly. If you think about it, black professionals and just from all the different Ivy Leagues, yeah. the things that people will be accomplishing in the next 5, 10, 15 years, the people that everybody knows, mm -hmm. just the potential is 
quite literally unlimited. It's unlimited. And when you're able it to is. convene again, like you, and when you said like-minded, like-minded in the sense that we're all just very like driven people. Exactly. Cause there's so much, even within Black exactly. Ivy, there's a lot of diversity. Even so from much. the, from the trip we had yeah. lots of diversity within groups, so many different backgrounds, mm -hmm. yeah. interests, X, Y, and Z. And when it, there is so much diversity, but that like-mindedness is the most important part is we're all very driven, all yeah. trying to make shit happen. And I believe in everyone's ability to yes. make to make things happen. Exactly. Yeah. And look at this room right here. Like, where's your family from, Flo? Not you. Not you. And where's your family from, Jamaica. Dom? And my family's from Jamaica and Georgia. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, this is a big part of the diaspora. And we've all, we're bringing all these different parts of the diaspora coming learning about each other learning about each other's culture learning how we we dance differently our different yeah. music our different food our different everything and how instead of like because there was times in college where we were like oh that's unfamiliar to me and i don't know how to feel i don't know how to dance i didn't know how to dance the afro beats <laughs> like um you know all, it, it was just differences but <laughs> like one of the really, really cool things about Black Ivy and the community that we formed even pre-Black uh, Ivy brunch is we're all coming together to get to learn about these different parts and aspects of, of the diaspora, which I have not experienced in my life before. Yeah. And it's been amazing to, yeah. to, to see. So I would say, too, like uh, while I was at school, we had a dining hall that you could like stand above on a on a balcony and look down everyone eating and it would be like okay the african-americans are here the ethiopians are here the nigerians are here it was just super segregated mm -hmm. and you never got the opportunity to learn like you said about each other and when we learn about each other we realize we're so similar but then also what you do is really cool and i kind of want to mm -hmm. steal that and again like mm -hmm. pinch off things we like and we can just grow and we were saying during our well i don't know if we should go into the brunch right now mm -hmm. but with with our, our plans for the club is kind of right now we're reuniting. So for the alumni that have been out of school for a while, mm -hmm. bringing them back together. Um, but we are focusing on like the past maybe seven years of alumni. I yeah. wouldn't say we're really trying to um, pull in much older alumni right now. Mm -hmm. It's not the focus, but it's more so reuniting and uniting um, or continuing, continuing to unite mm -hmm. the alumni. And then from there, we'll move to the... I don't know if you want to do the next part. To, to you know, building together, right? It's like... Or growing. Yeah, well, growing, growing together, yes, yes. first. Mm -hmm. Reunite, two, grow together, three, build together. Mm -hmm. um, as we continue to leverage this amazing pool of resources and knowledge and, and differences that make us even cooler, right? As we go off and do our own things to reach our goals and power our communities we have this group of folks that by the way we have no plans of just limiting to the ivy league in the future black ivy is a moniker for for black, black. excellence yeah. right now we have to start with the ivy league because that's what we're familiar with but you know going forward we, we do want that to change and um, so we are just about up on time, okay. but in the last 30 seconds to one minute, mm -hmm. give your pitch to anyone listening about why this is something they, sh they should be interested in, and then also just wrap in the brunch that you just had and the amazing kickoff event that you just had in one minute, and then we have to then we have to wrap. Okay. You take 30, I'll take 30. Okay. Um, so to touch on the brunch, we had um, around 200 
206. I was about to say 206. That's the number I'm recording. 206, yeah. <laughs> we had 206 alumni come out um, to a rooftop brunch in New York City, an event Addis and I were planning for months, um, but it was so successful. My, my dad actually said it, and I'm going to tell you guys that the energy in the room was something that I had never felt before, that he had never felt before. And mm -hmm. he was working um, at the front door, and again, family, um, having my mom was there, my brother, my brother-in-law, my dad, and Addis's mother surprised us. So lots of family present, but he was he was letting people in, um, scanning tickets, and he came upstairs and he was saying how he thought there was music playing um, because there's such this loud loud buzz. And he walked in and it was the energy in the room was was just magnifying. It was something different than we'd felt before because you had alumni in the room who all valued each other, and in that value was. It's just something I can't even explain. It. I can't even put it into words the the vibe, the energy in that room. To but <laughs> I think it was God sent. I think it was supposed yeah. to happen. I think that was a historic moment, and I think it was the launch of something that we don't even know the mm -hmm. the level of what I think we're building. Yeah. But I think it's going to impact the black community for the good. And, and Addis, wrap us up with yeah. why anybody listening should be interested in Jordan. Bowtie. Yeah, my friend Jason. No, actually, my friend John. But shout out both of them, Jason and John gave us this one-liner that's perfect. Black Ivy grows your network for you. We grow it for you and we do it through having fun. So if you want your network to be grown and you don't want to have to necessarily put in the work to grow your network, that's where we come in and we do it through having fun. Amazing. That is a, per first of all, we could do another hour. Next time I'll book the studio <laughs> for longer. That's on me. But this was, again, I knew we were going to do a great episode. This was This was a very good one. Um, thank you both for coming on. Thank you. These thank you for having us. Great to have you all in my life. Great friends. You need friends who are planners. That's these two. <laughs> love it, love it, love we it. Love, love it. to plan. Love it, yeah, love it, love us. it. But yeah, problem. <laughs> this, we say we can even get to the song segment, but that's okay. Oh, that no. it, that's okay. There's been so much other great content in here. Yes. But this has been another episode of Go With The Flow. Thank mm -hmm. you all for listening. Enough is enough. Yeah, let's go.